Welcome to College Soccer Nation, the premier podcast focused on NCAA collegiate soccer, featuring SMU head women's coach Chris Petroselli and Old Miss head women's coach Mad Mod. You can download and listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And if you like what you hear, leave a five-star review and tell your soccer friends. Now let's go to Coach Petroselli and Coach Mott. Welcome in, College Soccer Nation. My name is Matt Mott, one of the co-hosts of the show. Let me bring in Chris Petroselli, the other co-host. Chris, how are you doing on this Monday evening in, uh, in, in February? We're in February. We are in February. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's been a uh, good week and looking forward to a big show. Super Bowl week, right? It's the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl show. We've had Christmas show. Now we've had New Year's show. We have a New Year's show. I don't know. But then we got a <laughs> Super Bowl show. So uh, football, right? The uh, the Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah. The Super Bowl. So that for will the be. the Super Bowl, yep. And yeah. Yeah. Got... And so what did we do for the Super Bowl? Who did we bring? Who's our guest? Yeah, we have Zach Wood from the New Orleans Saints. Excited to talk to him. I think it'll be really fun to. To dive into long snapping, right? He's a long snapper and yeah. what that looks like. And uh, just a, it's such a unique uh, really position, you know, it'll be interesting to, to talk to him. It's, you know, not, not somebody that you think about a lot or, or maybe even appreciate, but, you know, you, you, you can't win unless you got a good one. And you always, yeah, you always no, notice no. them when they're not good. Well, I think you look at the Saints too, and, and they score so often. I mean, he's out there a lot, right? Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> and probably yeah. more extra points and in, in, uh, field goals than, than sure. punts. But anyway, he's out there. Well, good. So we've had we our had... best month on College Soccer Nation, Matt. The, Have we? Uh, best January was our best month. We, uh, we've we been at it now since September. So I think that's four months. And uh, we've grown. And uh, we, we we knocked it out of the park here in in January, good guests and uh, mm-hmm. and good shows, and people continue to to come to College Soccer Nation. That's awesome. So we're growing. We're growing. We are growing. Our we College Soccer Nation family is growing. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to Brian about the the family part of that uh, when yeah. we bring him on. But yes, yeah. uh, well, great. Well, we appreciate anybody that listens and downloads, tells their friends. Uh, we really enjoy doing it and bringing it to you every Monday. Um, so good show. We'll we'll talk with Brian and we'll talk with Zach. But the Power Five, we always like to tease it here. Uh, again, with it being Super Bowl week and football week, we decided our top five Sandlot players. So of NFL players, past NFL players, so not current players, five players that my five versus your five, who wins in the Sandlot game, right? We had to pick a team. So we had to had pick, to pick a, team a team to play in the Sandlot game. My team against your team. Yep, and so we'll we'll talk with Brian a little bit here on what that he Brian was actually involved in this week's Power Five to help us uh, with. Some, we needed uh, a lot of help. Yes, we did with some <laughs> trust issues, maybe that we have amongst the uh, the college soccer hosts, college soccer nations. Um, all right, so um, I listened to Shannon's interview. I thought it was fantastic. Um, so insightful, you know, different than, than a lot of our other interviews, but uh, uh, really, really good, and, and she's so impressive. Yeah, so when, when we had Shannon Box on last week, anybody who, who hasn't downloaded her episode, you should jump on that quick um, because, she, she number, number one, she talked about a number of different topics. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we went through her career and things like that, as we, we typically do with people, but she got in-depth on a number of different things, and there were a lot of things in there that – we didn't know about her, you know, mm-hmm. that even I didn't know about her. And, you know, I've known Shannon since she was 15 years old and uh, you know, she went in the in depth on some things. She got pretty personal on, uh, mm-hmm. on some things. Um, and I thought it was um, first of all, it was for me enjoyable, you know, spending, spending that time with her, but I thought very informative for, for people if, you know, when they go and listen. Yeah. Well, first of all, Chris, all of our all, all of our um, shows are archived on our website and in our thing. So this, you don't have to jump on it quick. You can jump on it whenever you want. Just <laughs> okay. clear that up. But okay. it's not going anywhere. But um, <laughs> she was awesome. I thought that, you know, to me, her path is so different yeah. than I would think. I mean, I don't know everybody's path by any stretch, but I think, you know, a lot of these guys are big time club players and they're big time yeah. college players and they go straight in, you know, they've been in the, the national team the whole way through and they just continue on. When you think like a Mia Hamm was a superstar at yeah. age, whatever, 15. Right. Um, and Shannon's is not like that. And she had to kind of do it the hard way. And, you know, her dedication to getting better and getting fitter and, 
you you know you talk to your players all the time about it and just she she lived that really amazing run and and good for her and and um you know she's been a, she's an all-time great no, no all-time doubt great. about it in in the the women's national team pitcher for sure all-time great and 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 I do think yeah the best part of her story is you know, she left college and again, she was a good player in college. And I, I, I don't, I never want to take that away from her. She was a good player in college, but there were, as she said, there were four or five players on her college team that were better than her as college mm-hmm. players. And when she left college, I don't think very many of us, you know, were projecting her to be one of the best players in the world. Yeah. And yet, yeah. you know, four or five years later, she's playing and she's playing in the world cup. So really, and you yeah. could argue that World Cup, Chris, she was one of our top players without question. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. She was big time. Huge. Yeah, um, and and let me just say this. She talked about being part owner of the new NWSL team, right? With yeah. with all of the players that are part owners or whatever. That poor coach, whoever yeah. has to coach that team, is going to be. That. Yeah. That, yes, that is a, that's going to be a tough job a, with, a tough, with all those guys tough, as tough you're. As right. your as your boss, yeah, I yeah. Mean, whew, there's gonna be some opinions. Yeah, I, I mean, think, and it's, it's pretty awesome. Sure, there's so many of them. That's yes, the other part of yes. it. There's so yes. many of them that yeah. you know every every legend of uh, of the women's national team is is a part owner of that team. Yeah, so you know yeah. you gotta face the board. That can't that couldn't be fun, you know. No, and isn't there um like a couple of actresses? Yeah, there are. There are that are yeah. doing it too. So that's yeah, pretty yeah, cool. It's, it's an impressive group. Yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah. Are we ready to move on with our bring in yeah, our let's uh, bring Brian in? So the big deal, too many minutes with Brian Lee. It's coming at you live here. Uh, Brian, welcome to College Soccer Nation. Nice to have you again on this uh, cold Monday. Cold here, Chris. Is it cold there in, in Dallas? Yeah, it's kind of cold. Yeah, yeah, cold here. Hi, Brian. It's seventy and sunny here in Houston, just uh, like it is every it day. Is. Of it's sixty-five. It yeah, that's what we tell all the recruits. It's always so seventy. <laughs> Yeah, before we get going on this, Brian, let's talk about how you got involved last night into the Power Five. So I'm going to set it up, and then you can talk through it. So I I came up with a Sandlot idea, and I said to Chris, let's pick these teams. But if we have the same players, like we shouldn't, you know, and how do we do it? Because how do we get rid of it? So what we decided is we both sent our list to Brian. And anybody that was duplicate, we had to pick a new player, Right. That's how it went. It's because I don't trust Chris. Chris doesn't trust me. Big surprise. So we sent it to an arbitrary arbit, arbiter. What would you call him? <laughs> arbiter? Is that the right word? I think we probably call him a, a moderator. Moderator. Okay. <laughs> so, Brian, you started getting these lists in. And what happened? Well, let, let's start with I do a lot of moderating between you two. So it wasn't <laughs> a new experience. It's just usually not via text away from each other. Uh, well, we, we, the the biggest thing I felt like I was at the NWSL draft. Something I expected to be short, quick, to the point, <laughs> take a few minutes. Uh, turned into I don't know sixty, ninety minutes of time spent in between while you guys worked uh, on your sub people, and then came up with the same guy over and over and over again. There's a chance you two spend too much time together. There's yeah, a small probably chance. There was a window so. into it. Oh God. So it'll be fun at the end. We, we did get, we do have 10 players, but we do have to, and we'll clarify this later. Five players could not be drafted because we both picked them. And that's the right? best team. If you took that. Yeah. Spot, yeah, that yeah, be the yeah, best yeah, team. yeah. Yeah. Yes. That, that team of the, those five guys would crush your two Sandlot teams. It looks like to me. <laughs> All right. Well, we All got right. Here we go, Brian. Uh, big announcement out of uh, Gainesville. Um, oh boy! Thank you, Burley, longtime coach, fantastic career uh, is retiring. Uh, what What were your thoughts when you heard that? Well, number one is, I mean, I I doubt she's really retiring. She's a super bright, experienced person with a lot of interests. So she's retiring from college coaching, but I'm sure she's moving on to bigger and better things for her. And I really do think. You know, she's got some other platforms she works with and she's going to have a second career that that's fantastic um, on the soccer front. I mean, obviously, a college soccer, I think that's a huge job. Um, and it, the next hire there will be uh, very interesting. Sure. Uh, sure. But open to a lot of conclusions of where that could go. Sure. And Matt, even, you know, I know, you, you know. In, in the league, you've played against Becky a number of times, and obviously you have Brian too, but just thoughts on on Becky and, and her contribution to college soccer over the years. 
Yeah, you know, it's it's really interesting. I go way back to UCF. I mean, we were, I think, their second game. I think they opened their um, – th- I'm pretty sure on this, but I'm pretty sure they opened their first ever game against Florida State, and then they played UCF in the second game. So we were right there from the beginning, Karen Hoppe and I, um, at UCF, and then, you know, went to Auburn and played them. And, you know, it was the – she was they were the gold standard. Florida was the gold standard for a long, long time in the SEC and really in the South, really. And then, then, you know, Mark came in and, and maybe took that a little bit away from, but still they were always good and always tough to play. And, you know, it was Becky and Vic, right? I mean, Vic was there with her too the whole time. And, um, you know, they, they were hard to recruit against and hard to play against. And then when you added Allen into, and he brought in their style, they were just, again, the, the gold standard there for a long, long time. And, you know, she did it with – I think she did it with Grace, and, and um, I think she's really, in, like Brian said, an all-timer. And, you know, the, the profession is losing kind of one of the, the pillars of, of, our, of, our, pro, of our sport. Um, yeah. But I agree with Brian, too. She's not done. She's too talented and, and will go on to, to inspire and, and do other things, no doubt. But it's going to be different in the SEC for sure without her because she's been there really since the beginning. Yeah. Well, and one of the great things about Becky – uh, I really think in Becky's career is at a time when she was very much dominating the SEC and it, you can go back and look at the archives and it, it was really a one team league for a long time. Um, she was, when I got to LSU in early two thousands, she was always working for the league to get better mm-hmm. and the people who compete against her to get better uh, and was very vocal and a, and a real, uh, kind of chairwoman of that cause. And now the SEC soccer, when she leaves, it is much better than what she came into. And, you know, when she was dominating the the league for so many years. And so even the league getting better is a real credit to her, which is impressive. Yeah, I think she she did a wonderful job for such a long time. We, and I think, I got to remember this, but I think, I know I took one of my, maybe even a couple of my licenses with her. So we're talking about, I mean, I don't even know, like, Late 80s or something like that. Oh. No, not 68. No. <laughs> I think they're right out of my, right out of my mouth, Brian. I was, I was I thinking like 50s. <laughs> She's not that old. It's Chris old. But yeah. we, did, we did some licensing together for sure. Um, and it's been fun to fo- follow her career and, and, and see what she's done. And, you know, as you said, she's been the gold standard, I think, you know, in the league and certainly um, um, in the South. And um, the sport is better because Becky was involved in it for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I would just echo what Brian said is she did always try and move the SEC forward. She wanted us to be better and be the best we could possibly be. And, you know, it was always her goal to, to try and help the league and help the teams get better because it made their team better at that point. There's no doubt about it. And, and certainly she was able to do that. So yeah, we wish her well, for sure. Maybe we'll Absolutely. get her on at some point, Brian, uh, Chris, as a, oh, yeah, as we a should, guest, we, we need to do that. Great. Yeah, for sure. Um, we had some exhibition games played, Brian, here the last uh, few days. Um, and I know you played in one. Um, so give me the, uh, you know, first of all, what it was like to finally play. And then um, kind of the COVID in-game experience. Well, the number one thing to me going through it for the first time is when you take away the fans, and I mean nobody, it's it's surreal to look up in the stands and be playing a intercollegiate game where there's not even really an administrator sitting in the stands and no friends or family, much less students. Uh, you know, creates a much quieter. I saw Gino say the other day, the UConn women's basketball coach, uh, he called it like a glorified practice. And he said, these games aren't games. These games are glorified practices. It's, it's wow. not the same. Uh, and when I read it, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I haven't played a game in 15 months. It's not going to feel like practice. And then we kind of went and did it, and it felt a lot like practice. (laughs) (laughs) You know, play a a better practice, you know, because we're playing an outside team, much, much more competitive than a normal practice and real uh, than a normal practice. But still the the general same feel. I, I felt like that was a really good description he laid out. So, so did you not allow anyone in the game at all? Uh, no. I mean, you had to be working the game to that's be it. in. That's, that's it. it. So and that's how it'll be it, throughout the throughout the season for you. Uh, until further notice, 
our on-campus group um, that oversees the, the entire operation in terms of COVID on Rice's campus meets every two weeks and they're always readjusting. So we're hopeful at least family and friends, um, you know, to a certain extent are, are able to attend at some point. But right now through the middle of February, at the very least, we are no fans. No, I'll tell you what, no spouses even. Wow. So, wow. you know, it, wow. and it's interesting. Sure. Let me ask Matt, you guys, you, I got, go, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. No, you had fans in your game, right, Matt? Yeah, yeah we had 25% or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. it did feel like there was an atmosphere to some level. I mean, it got loud when we scored or it was eerily quiet though for big parts of the game. But let me ask you this, Brian, I, I noticed, I watched your game. I, I paid the, the price. I, you're welcome. A donation to the, to conference USA. Um, and I noticed that you guys were socially distanced on your bench. You had your little chairs and you had them six feet apart and so on and so forth. And Houston didn't Houston stood on the side. And I'd like to get both of your opinions on the, the question of standing or sitting. And, and really, this is why I ask because Brian's players were all had their own individual chair, but they're standing in front of the chair. So, <laughs> Coach, can you not let him sit down? Or was this their choice? Or it just seemed very, it looked very strange why they were all standing in front of their chair. Now, I get when they all stand on the sideline. I don't love it. I wish they would sit. I wish my team would sit, but they stand. I get it. It's part of the culture. But your guys were standing six feet apart in every direction in front of their chair. So can you explain that, Coach Lee, to, to, to College Soccer Nation, your opinion on that? Well, what the Rice protocol, really, that just mimics what we do at the other sports on campus. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you no, our basketball does that. Our basketball do that, yeah. too. But and why are they standing? Can, eh, I don't know. That's personal choice. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. I don't really. I see that I happening. Really we, we, we have the same setup with the chairs spread out. I see it happening at our game. I see them standing in front of their chairs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get if they're standing together in solidarity right. on the sideline, but let them sit down. Tell them yeah. to sit down. Yeah. Don't be more comfortable uh, to watch the game. I have no idea. Hey, here's the strangest <laughs> thing about that. When you're coaching, and I didn't even notice. I know I couldn't have told you. I knew that I knew before the game that the chairs were separated and yeah. you know the layout of it. I couldn't have told you who was standing, who was sitting, if they were all standing or they were all sitting. I, I think they um, were looking for some advice from the head coach on they can they sit down. <laughs> it's like a military, it's like a military institution. Right. Hey, you know, maybe it was like Duke attention. basketball. Maybe it was like Duke basketball. They were going to stand till we scored yeah. and then we got <laughs> shut out. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, and, and also, <laughs> the effect of all this uh, social distancing on the sideline, like that technical area now is huge, isn't it? Like you're oh, going yeah. all the way down to the, yeah, to the, corner, flag. Uh, yeah, the corner flag. I mean, guys but, will be using that, don't you think? But it well, is interesting how Brian's is, yeah. Yeah, Brian's is socially distanced, but Houston shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's just, it's, it's, uh, well, it's it, always I mean, funny to how, me how teams do that. That's how it is with COVID, right? I mean, that, everybody's yeah. rules are different. Yeah, right? everybody's doing it a different way, and uh, you know, just listening to and and seeing some of the different things that are around there. Listening to sitting in a meeting today, listening to our football coach describe the experience of flying to Philadelphia with uh, an N95 mask on and a face shield, and the players weren't allowed to eat, drink, or get up to go to the bathroom for four hours. Oh. Right, that was oh, wow. the way they did it, and again, everybody yeah. does it differently. But um, it doesn't sound like a lot of fun. No, no, definitely not. Definitely no, not. no. And we're about to have our first road trip, and we're going to be twenty to a bus, so twenty max personnel, not players. So, and same thing, no eating or drinking um, while you're on the bus ride. We'll take little pit stops, yeah, um, where they can stretch their legs and. Get a snack. Uh, but let me ask you this, Brian. Let me ask you times. this. And again, just to, to talk about COVID. No eating or drinking. Only 20 on the bus. But 20 on the bus are socially distanced, right? Yes. Yes. So why couldn't they drink? I don't know. I'm not the COVID doc. I have no idea. I just get the instructions and roll with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just flew to New York and they made it very clear. You got to keep your mask on unless you're drinking. And she said, by drinking means your cup is at your mouth. Which I get, like fair enough, but I don't know. Well, if you're socially distanced already, I don't, I don't get it. But whatever. 
Um, well, all right, Chris, I, I, I heard one more little, interesting little COVID story. Um, talking to one of our administrators the other day, they mentioned our football coach wore a mask in his house all fall, just out of hey, I want to make sure my team's got the best chance to play. Mm-hmm. Did you miss so, any games? They missed probably half their games, but never because Rice had to pull out. Their opponent, maybe three or four times, canceled on once the morning of. And, you know, I say canceled, tested positive or hit yeah. the COVID protocols, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, we got, we're already losing Our football team games. was clean. Right? I mean, we're, but, we're already losing college games. There's already been a number mm-hmm. of games canceled um, uh, this spring, I saw where Wisconsin Green Bay canceled their first first two Horizon League games, mm. um, and we've seen some other some other games canceled on on the schedule. So we haven't even started yet, and we're already yeah. losing games. So we we are twenty weeks into college soccer nation, right? This is our twentieth episode. We're very, we made it, Brian. We made it to twenty. You didn't think we'd make five, but we made it to twenty. <laughs> but we have have we gone an episode of the twenty and not mentioned the word COVID? No, I don't we think can't. we have. No, no, no. It's still it's rolling. Just dominating our lives, isn't it? Yeah. No and dominating our sport. And... All right. Anything else for our good friend? I think that's all I got. Well, Brad, again, thank you for the help with Power Five. We're looking forward to it. And uh, I'm sure you being a Saints fan, you're extremely excited about our guest. I thought I can't wait to hear Zach. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. Super I you I think this is a Super Bowl special, isn't it? It is the Super Bowl special. The yes. Super Bowl special, and then what? What a guest to have! And I can't can't wait to hear what he's got to say. You know, I've always wondered. You know, one of my favorite songs is this is going to sound quirky. Adam Sandler, the Lonesome Kicker. Has there ever been a? Have you heard that song? I don't think I have. I have not. I have not. No, That's awesome. No. You got to I don't know if you, you, Adam Sandler's got. He's got a great little uh, music uh, mm. set. I like when he did the Hanukkah song. I like the Hanukkah oh, yeah, song. Hanukkah. I was going to say that. That's a good oh, yeah. one. Yeah. The, uh, the Lonesome Kicker is hilarious. You need to download it. But I feel like the Long Snappers, 20 years ago, no, no, no one really knew who the Long Snapper was. I don't know if it was the regular center snapping, but it's an, a very interesting uh, career path these days. So I don't know if there's a song like there is for the kicker because <laughs> it's such a unique job in the NFL. But you should download the Lonesome Kicker by Adam Sandler. Well, let's okay. do this right off the cuff. I'm just throwing this in. This is how we roll. Let's go with predictions. Super Bowl predictions, Brian. Give us your prediction. We'll get the we'll get the producer's prediction. Let's go. What I mean, obviously, as a Tampa Bay fan, what's your prediction? Um, well, one team has what's Tom the Brady line? Do we know what the line is? What's the line? It's three? Can- three Kansas for Kansas City Kansas. three. Okay. Yep. Go ahead, Brian. We'll put you down uh, first. First home team in Super Bowl history. Yep. A lot in of pressure. Tampa. <laughs> well, there'd be pressure if there were 70,000 fans there, but yeah. uh, I'm going to say Tampa Bay Buccaneers 30, Kansas City Chiefs 27. Woo, good game. All right, Chris, what you got? I got the Chiefs winning uh, 31-28. Oh, what a surprise, right on the line. It's just unbelievable, isn't it, Brian? Is it not unbelievable how he does it <laughs> right on the line? It's shocking. Brian was right on it's the just, line, too. You didn't say no, he was, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Kansas City's favored by three. Oh, you picked right, Kansas right, City right, by three right, points. All right, Shocker. All right, all, right. All, right. all right, Darren, what do you got? Kansas City 38-21 over at halftime. Don't say Ooh. by three, though. Don't say by three. Or you're, 38-21? You know, lose it, okay? That's 38-21? 38-21, Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go Kansas City 34-31. Oh, sure, right on the line. <laughs> no, I'm going to go 35-31. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you're, yeah, you're going going yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. We'll All right, Brian. Oh, we'll, we'll, I'll have these written down. We'll check them next week. Okay, okay Chris, let's introduce our uh, guest tonight, Zach Wood, a NFL player for the New Orleans Saints. We're – Certainly very, uh, very thrilled to have him here in our Super Bowl special um, podcast this week. But, Zach, first question I have for you. First of all, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on College Soccer Nation. And, uh, yeah, no problem. And my first question right out of the bat is how did you become a long snapper? Oh, man. Okay, well, my dad made me do it pretty much at this point. You know, he uh, he loved 
a story. You'll tell anybody. You'll tell the waiter at the restaurant or like the poor cashier at whatever store we go to, and he can't he he can't help himself either. It's kind of funny to watch, but he. He like he likes to say that like, uh, yeah I pulled out my pulled son out my son on the yard and told him hey, you're gonna learn how to long snap today and apparently I was like dad I don't want to learn how to long snap and he was like uh, son this isn't a two way conversation you're gonna learn how to long snap and then you're gonna give me ten percent of whatever you earn when you get to the league because of it <laughs> so part part of that was true I did get to the league and he hadn't earned a dime from me <laughs> so he so, literally took you out in the yard how old were you? I was probably 10 or 11, I would say. Really? And, yeah. And then uh, I kind of did it through high school and college. Didn't really think much of it. Um, but he kept telling me to the league, you know, and every, all the coaches like, you know, the more you can do. And, you know, it turns out that that's what that's what happened. And, but, you know, I thank him all the time for making me do it that day. And uh, it's been a blessing. That's really cool. Yeah. So, Zach, you, I know you uh, – you have history as a soccer player though. This is college soccer nation, right? And you, you were a soccer player at one time, weren't you? Yeah. I think in uh, third and fourth grade. And then I started getting too big and my dad's like, you're playing football now. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think Gabby's better than you at soccer? Oh, I don't know. I was, uh, she was a defender, right? I was a forward. So we definitely had some head-to-head <laughs> contact. But the funny thing is, is I was probably bigger than her when I was in fourth grade than she is now. So <laughs> <laughs> Good matchup. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, Matt. We had we had Zach out uh, one day to run the beep test with our team. Oh, did you enjoy that? that go? Yeah, no, that wasn't fun at all. That was, I'll never do that again. That <laughs> it's awful, isn't it? It's awful. It is. It's awful. But he, he ran so pretty well. He, I mean, he ran he ran in the forties for sure. Wow. Yeah. Was, That's I was impressive. impressed. I was Appreciate impressed. it. And you know, we, we've had a couple of, we, I got a quick story. We had some guys that kept talking about it and they wanted to come out. So one night they came out and we had this guy, they did it the first night and a bunch of guys filmed this. They're like, oh, but we got a marathoner that can do it. We got a marathon that can do it. So we brought him out and I did the angel to him, Chris. I made it longer ah. than the 20 yards and he failed miserably. <laughs> but anyway, it's not, it's nothing fun about the beat test. But anyway, um, all right, Zach, tell us about, a typical practice session for you? What's that look like? Uh, I think it's a little bit different for, you know, every team. But what we do is uh, we have, we have like a special teams period at the beginning of practice and then one in the middle and then one towards the end. And, um, you know, the, 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 the periods are different day by day, you know, as we get closer to the game. But so like on a typical Wednesday, we'll do like a pump period, pump walkthrough at the beginning of practice and then we'll also do a punt, like a real period, live period in the middle of practice. And then towards the end, they'll do kickoff, kickoff return. And then like on Thursday, we'll do, we'll, we'll switch. It'll be punt return and we'll do the, the punting will be the look squad. So we'll do mm-hmm. the walkthrough period in the beginning and then in the middle. And then at the end, they'll do kickoff, kickoff return again. And then uh, like Fridays, we'll do punt. And we'll kind of do a little bit of everything on Fridays. So it'll be punt and then punt block return in the beginning, kickoff, kickoff return. And then we'll also have a field goal session on Wednesdays and Fridays as well. So they keep us, they keep us busy all, all practice. I know some teams do it where they do everything at the beginning and then specialists are done for the day. But I kind of like, like it this way because it's more realistic for the game because you got to stay warm the whole game. Right. So um, Mm. I think it's more practical for us. That's very cool. What's the um, um, I asked you this one time, I, I think over the course of the week, you know, how many times do you snap the ball? Because as I watch you, you know, like in a game, um, all you're doing is snapping the ball. You're barely watching the game. Right. So over right, the course yeah. of the week, how many times do you snap it? Um, I'll, I'll say. I don't know, I probably do around 50 to 60 a day. So whatever that math is, then on game day, you know, for, you know, three, three and a half hours, maybe four, I'm snapping almost the whole time, you know, either whether it be punt or field goal, especially when the offense is on the field. And, you know, with the Saints, the offense is on the field a lot. Yeah. So we're, getting a lot we're getting a lot of work in um, during that time. So it's good, though. I like, I like staying warm and staying busy. You know, not, not doing anything kind of gets me nervous. So I'm glad we're yeah. moving around a lot. So you really so don't watch much of the game, do you? 
No, I watch I watch some of the defense and then poke my head up every now and then when the offense is on there just to see where we're at, um, you know, down to distance wise and what I need to start getting prepared for mentally and and uh, also if we need to switch from punt to field goal depending on field position. Yeah, and are you are you you got those two guys, you know, like your kicker and your punter? Are they both kind of saying to you, you know, kind of pulling at you, hey? Come, come, snap here! Come, come, snap there. <laughs> no, so I won't, I won't, I won't talk to Will like the entire game. Um, <laughs> it's, it's mostly just me and Tom working together, and you know, just making sure we have down pat the you know the punt field goal snaps whenever we need to have it done. You know, we've I've gotten the hang of it. I mean, my first year, Tom was pulling me left and right just because I had no idea what I was doing really. But uh, I've gotten a hold of things, and um, so we we get to work in, and we know what we need to do. Cool. So let me ask you this, Zach. How different a uh, snap is the punt and the field goal? Um, the mechanically, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, um, the punt is typically 14 yards. Some teams do 15 yards. And the, uh, the field goals and PATs are at eight yards. And um, the funny, funny thing about a lot, a lot of people don't know about uh, like field goals and PAT snaps like everything like the operation itself is very detailed and like has to be on point you know so we have to line it up at eight yards every single time like i i set my feet a certain way tom sets in a certain position every single time the same exact way and there's like a certain spin on the ball i have to put on so i get the laces just just right and don't ask me how many spins because i don't know i just know what it feels like and um Mm. i i can definitely tell when it's off and when it's on but just something you got to practice every day, kind of like a golf swing, you know, just yeah. um, be the same thing every single time. That meticulous piece of that is just so interesting when you think about football, the way the yeah. game of football is played, you know, those, yeah. those minute details, pretty cool. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Everything's got to be exact, doesn't it? Um, what about, what about the Saints? What's it like? I mean, it seems to me like that that'd be a pretty good place to play. Absolutely. I, I love the guys on our team. They're great. But, you know, the Saints are a little bit older team, older crew mostly, and they do a good job. I know Sean preaches it's not about finding the most talented guys. It's about finding the right guys, you know, for the for the team itself. And he likes to create, like, a really good family-oriented co- uh, culture with everybody. Um, so most of, the, most of the players on the team have kids, big families. So the priorities are a little bit different. You know, they take football. They're playing – they're playing for a little bit more than themselves, you know? So I think everybody cares a little bit more and they, uh, you know, they, they care about the guys next to them a little bit more because everybody wants to be successful at the end. Right. So um, I, I love playing for the saints. I think uh, Sean's Sean and them did a great job um, picking out the right 53 every year that I've been here. And um, yeah, so it's been, it's been great. What's the, uh, what's the toughest place in the league to play in your opinion and why? Oh man, uh, I think Seattle was pretty brutal. Just in terms of, like the weather, you never know what you're gonna get with the weather there, and the fans are super loud. You know, um, fortunately we didn't have to experience this year, but last year when we played there, we actually spent a whole week in Seattle because we played the Rams, and then instead of going back to New Orleans and right back out to Seattle, we just went to Seattle for a week. Um, it was like cold, rainy, you know. Not you know not great weather the whole time, and then when we got to the game, it wasn't too bad, but the fans are super loud. Um, you know, they're throwing insults at you. <laughs> Everybody likes to make fun of my last name. You know, it's no, nothing ever, it's never anything <laughs> clever at all. But like, uh, <laughs> but they always find some way to mix that in, and they, uh, you know, it's fun. Yeah, give yeah. and take. Yeah, pretty good. It's a good time. Now, what's this about? Um... You're the Saints home run derby champ. What, what's yeah, that? Come on, yeah. come on. So, did you play baseball growing up? I did. Yeah, yeah. I did a little bit of everything, I guess. Um, so we we had this like um, this charity event for um, Team Gleason. I think two of the guys put on. It was like Teron Armstead and uh, AJ Klein when he was with us. And basically, we go out and invite a bunch of fans to come out to watch everybody do like a home run derby. And we play like we had two different teams. I can't remember how they split the teams, but oh, it was offensive defense. That's how they did it. And um, we played each other. And the first bit would be like a round of playoffs um, in terms of uh, home run hitting. You get like a certain amount of pitches. I think you get like 10. And they have like a selected uh, group. And I don't know how I got in the first time. Um, but we went in and 
say we had like eight guys, everybody got 10 pitches and you, however you meant you hit over the fence or whatever. And then it got down to the end. It was me and Drew. And this is my first year with the team. <laughs> you did, you had to let them win. You know, and I haven't really talked, I haven't really talked to anybody at this point. So, I mean, but, but I hate losing too. So, <laughs> um, I had to beat Drew. You know, he was respectable about it. But I know, he, he was pissed. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's some, some rookie long snapper coming and beat him in the home derby. But uh, I'm sure you weren't, for, you weren't the fan favorite. Everybody wasn't cheering for you on that one, were they? No, absolutely not. I'm sure the crowd was very disappointed with my win, but uh, whatever. It sucks. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so tell us about your time with the Cowboys. What was that like? Man, I loved – There was, it's kind of hard to say. There's certain things that I liked and I didn't like. Yeah. I loved playing for – so when I was there, the defensive coordinator was uh, Rob Marinelli, and he's with Oakland now. And the special teams coordinator um, is also with Oakland. I love playing for those guys. Um, you know, those are the guys that – the kind of coaches you play and you want to earn their respect, right? So when I was there, I was playing nose tackle and also long snapping at the same time. So I had, and my, those two coaches are hard asses. So like they're like, I think Marinelli's like a Vietnam vet. And then um, uh, Rich Passaccia is from like the Bronx, you know, just old school, just mm. boxer type guy, you know. Um, but they, uh, all, all they really care about is my effort. And that's what I've all, always been. I haven't been super talented at all, but been an effort guy. And they, and they love that about me, you know, and it was a grind playing nose tackle, I think like 260 I was, and I was just getting mm. torn up every practice. But I know if I just ran to the ball, you know, Marinelli's going to be happy with me. You know, honestly, I really sucked at long snapping back then too. So, I mean, <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know what they saw. I know I know uh, the guy I was with, uh, we had a rookie punter too, and he was – I think it was Matt Wild. We went out to eat uh, with his family. We had a day off. We went out to eat with his family. And um, I guess they didn't know I was the long snapper because his mom was like – is that long snapper still throwing really bad balls to you? <laughs> <laughs> and he looked, he looked over at me. I was like, what is he? <laughs> he was like, dude, I'm so sorry, man. I was like, it's okay. you got to mention somebody. That's great. They gave me a chance. So I'm always grateful for that. It was fun. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So, um, first of all, do you enjoy – the punt part of it or the uh, kicking the extra point or field goal part of it, snapping for which one? Uh, it kind of depends. Um, I, f- I think for the most part, I'd definitely rather do a punt snap than a field goal snap just because it's a little bit more action and um, a lot more room for error in terms of the snap on punt, you know. And, you know, you get to block somebody and run downfield and you get a tackle, which I never do. I'm still waiting on that. But mm-hmm. – for the field goals, I think it's only fun if it's like a game winner. Some for some reason, and it's I guess it's super helpful for me and definitely beneficial is that I get really locked in when it's a high pressure situation, um, and I usually do my best there. So I mean, when it's a game winner and you you throw a dime, and of course Will puts it through, it's a it's an awesome feeling. You feel like you get really part of the of the win at that point. You know, it's just, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. And the and the punt part of it, first of all, when you snap it. Um, you have the block, right? I mean, you got like these big giant guys like trying to crush you. Yeah. And then yeah. after the big giant guys crush you, you got to run all the way down the field and chase the little guy. Is that kind of how it works? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the transition. <laughs> the little fast guy. <laughs> but that's the last thing I'm worried about. I'm not worried about making tackles. I'm not getting paid to do that, you know? I'm getting paid to have a ball and block. You know, and those guys got to be hard to tackle. I mean, those guys are so fast. And so oh, fast. yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember we were playing – I think we played the Chargers last uh, preseason – and I forgot the guy's name, but he was running straight downfield, and he wasn't a little guy either. He was like <laughs> probably at two ten, and he was he was thick, and he was running straight at me. Nobody else was around. I was like, and I remember thinking to myself, I was like, this is horrible. What? <laughs> <laughs> what am I about to do right here? I just <laughs> and he ran right past me. I didn't even stand a chance. I was like, man, I, I just. Uh, it's bad when you when you have a play like that, and you think about all you th- can think about the rest of the game is like, man, it's gonna look so bad on film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bro, I tell you, when you when you watch the uh, you know we're on the college at the college games and you, and the guys come out and they they do the you know they're punting and the guys are catching it and just running back. 
I mean, I've stood on something so many times going, I can't imagine trying to tackle this guy running full speed, right? Or, or the wide receivers, any of them running. Yeah. It's just so, they look so, like, they just look like they'll just, you know, knock you in the next Christmas, but obviously you're out there with them. So Zach, when, when, you know, you've heard the stories of like guys spitting on your hand, on the hands of the snapper and all that stuff. Does that stuff still go on? Is that true? Is that made that up? Or? No, that hasn't happened to me. I know, <laughs> I know some people will, will talk trash in the game. And I, I think on our team, they do it to me all the time just to mess with me, and which is good. You know, you need the practice. Yeah. But I know Cameron Jordan during our field goal sessions in practice will talk about my hands and how pretty they are. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the, it's the weirdest thing, you know. He's, so he's not, really, he's not really being mean to me. He's giving me a lot of compliments on my hands. <laughs> but it's, just, it's super, you know, super distracting. He's to, you know, tells me I got beautiful nails and hands and <laughs> look at real lotioned up and stuff like that. I'd like, rather you do it. I'd rather, I'd rather him spit on my hands and do that. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's That's a big good. guy, too. That guy is an athlete. I mean, that yeah, is a he's, big time. Uh, he's an absolute freak. You know, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's also a big kid, too, as you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. I like it. That's awesome. I don't know where we are, Chris. I'm a, yeah, go ahead. You good? What do you got next, Matt? Anything else? No, go ahead. I got a couple more, but I'll let you okay. go. I wanted to um, just ask you, we got the Super Bowl this weekend. Um, first of all, are you going to watch it? Right. And, and second, if you are, who's your pick? I am going to watch it. Um, as for my pick, you know, I'm a little indifferent and torn between Tom Brady and Mahomes because I, I, I like them both. And I know a lot of people will hate on Tom Brady because he, he wins all the time, so that makes sense. But it, it is super impressive that he's back in the, in the Super Bowl again, you know. Um, so I, I, I'd be happy either way, I think. And I think Mahomes could be the guy that breaks Tom Brady's record one day, you know, is the one that competes yeah. for him for the all-time great. So I think I'll, I'll be pleased either way, whoever wins. Uh, um I just hope it's a good game. I hope it comes down to the end, one of those games. You ever um, – so you've played against Tom Brady a few times, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, when the game ends, do you ever, like, go over next to him and see if you get in the picture with him or something like that? Or, you know, because, <laughs> no. you know, he always goes and he talks to the quarterback, but I don't see him talking to a lot of long snappers, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, I think uh, – I think that'd be really funny if I did. One of my buddies was like, you know, what you need to do is, is go try every at the end of, end of every game is go to the other quarterback and try to Jersey swap with them <laughs> <laughs> just to see what happens. Because no, I don't think any, anybody would want to swap with me, but I mean, just go to the, you know, the starting quarterback and try to do that. He said, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. I bet most of most of them probably would. But, uh, yeah. Oh, that's great. What about um, – I got two last questions for you. One, uh, Chris put this on there for me to ask you. What's the deal with your Madden rating? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, let's see. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, they don't even have my position right on the on the Madden, you know. Oh, uh, really? And, uh, what's funny is um, I think it was it two years ago or last year, and they had – I was the lowest rated Madden uh, player, right? And it's funny is I got, I got a lot of – publicity i guess for that and we did that video with drew snapping that ball into that madden game but the year before that i was also the lowest rated and nobody mentioned it at all so I was like two, years, two years running i was the lowest and i actually had some some kid on instagram was heckling me he was sending me a bunch of instant messages you know just like talking trash and he's like how does it feel to be the lowest rated madden player i was like you know, and usually I don't respond, but I was I was pretty fed up with this kid. I was like, at least I'm on Madden. And he goes, yeah. He goes, he goes, well, I'd rather not be on Madden than be the lowest player, <laughs> rated player on there. I was like, so I reported him. <laughs> I would say, uh, I would say the lowest rated player is still an NFL player. Yeah, last time yeah. I checked, That's right. pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right, two. I actually had two more questions. One. Uh, we've broke bread before, Zach. You and I, we had a nice charcuterie board and a nice steak at the Petroselli's house. Um, yes. So, um, you know, I, I, I like a nice charcuterie board, and, and Eve makes it about as good as there is. But I was surprised at how much better you were eating it than I am. But tell us about your, uh, your routine kind of off season. How does that work? What's that look like from a, 
from an eating standpoint, from a working out standpoint, what's your off season? Well, I think right now during, during the season, I don't really get to work out physically like I like to, cause you know, you got to worry about the game and it's more of a mental toll than anything. Cause I know a lot of guys take time away from the weight room and from training, you know, right after the season, but I'm not putting in the work like they do, you know, hitting people all the time and taking a beating. So after, after the season, I kind of get to like just relax, decompress mentally. And uh, I think working out is, is more of an outlet for me. So I, I usually work out twice a day during the season. Um, I'll take some time on the weekends off, but I'll do like some weights or cardio in the morning. And then, you know, whichever one I don't do, I'll do in the evening. And um, uh, in terms of eating, I eat super clean for the most part, mostly like whole food, nutrient dense foods. And, um, and I stick, I count my calories and I, I stick pretty close to my macros and stuff just because that's important to me. And it's important. Um, I want to live my best life physically that I can. And I want to feel good every day unless, uh, unless I'm over at Chris's house having some tequila, but, <laughs> but okay, other than that, I, I stick to a pretty strict diet. Yeah. But, but what he's not telling you, this is, this is his, his routine. He's, he's being really, really nice right now. Let me, let me tell you his routine. Cause I saw it. Okay. He gets up in the morning and he eats. Okay. Then he works out. Then he comes home and he eats again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then he has lunch. All right. <laughs> uh, then he takes a nap. He yeah. wakes up from the nap and he eats. Okay. I'll take a nap. He works, out. <laughs> he works out again. All right. Then he eats again. Yeah, then he has what he calls pre-dinner. <laughs> okay. Then he has dinner. All right. And then later in the evening, he eats again. So mm-hmm. he eats about seven or eight times a day. Right. Yeah, now he's probably, counting yeah. his calories, but remember, he's working out a lot. So yeah. there's a lot of calories. Burning them. Yeah, that's a yeah, lot yeah. of calories. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not counting to cut calories. I'm counting to make sure I'm eating enough. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, so let me ask you again. I, I, sorry, I, I know I got to wrap this up, Chris, but I got a couple more questions. One: yeah. What is the life expectancy of a long snapper? Like, what's the longevity look like typically? Guys that have done done it for a while. What what do you what do you think? Well, it, you know, it varies, but I think if you can do it. I think the biggest thing is the people who have done it the longest have always stayed in great shape, you know, like um, LP for the Cowboys, um, Muehlbach for Detroit, and then John Denny, who was with Miami for like 15 years, um, all in incredible shape. They all stay in great shape and take care of their bodies, you know, and they've played 15, 16 years, you know. So, I mean, I think the ones that do that can play for that long. I think the ones that can't do it consistently and, can stick to a routine and don't get, take care of themselves. Don't last very long, maybe two or three years tops. Gotcha. You know, and it, and it doesn't it doesn't take much for you to screw up a couple of times and, and get out of there. You know, anybody mm-hmm. can have a bad year, regardless of how you take care of your body or, or whatever. You know, so. Um, but I think if you can do it well and take care of yourself, you can do it ten plus years easily. Wow, that's awesome! All right, so my last question, Chris, is okay. Let's let's just go through this, Zach. Right, obviously. Um, you, you know, you big fan of Gabby. Eve is awesome. Nikki and Andrew are are um, are a lot of fun. Both of them yeah. are fun. But how in the hell are you dealing with Chris and on that kind of a, you know? I mean, you got. I mean, it's kind of the family is is just you know one of the best families, one of my favorite families ever. And you're really four for five. I mean, four of them are just fantastic. And obviously, you know, I think really highly of Gabby. I think she's brilliant, awesome just a big time, big time person. Eve's awesome. Nikki and Andrew are nothing but a fun time, but Chris, I don't know how you deal with it when he's around. It's gotta be difficult for you. <laughs> Careful, well, you Zach. Know. Zach. Careful. <laughs> you put me in a tough spot, you know? Uh, <laughs> uh, I think, I think we know. I think we, you don't have to say it. You know, we know, we know, Zach. We, we, you know, we, we, you know, what's funny to me is I remember when I, when I first, when I first saw you, Chris, um, you know, obviously I saw you around the, the football stadium and on the offices, offices all the time. And I was like, man, that guy looks so mean. I was like, you were just, <laughs> totally. you look angry all the time. <laughs> and, you, and you don't really talk much unless you know you, you know. Wait, uh, now, when you were in college, when you were in college, 
I don't think my team was very good, so I probably was angry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that could be it. I don't know, but I mean, there wasn't one happy moment that I saw. Uh, and it was, uh, and then I, then I, then I got to know you, and I was like, man, he's so easygoing. And I was like, he's just the nicest guy ever. And how about and that, Matt? Nicest guy. Yeah. Uh, nicest nice guy ever. Tell he's on the sideline, Zach. You're yeah, on the sideline with him. He's a far cry from nicest guy. Yeah, I'm trying, ever. To, trying to earn some points oh, here. Um, yeah, I know. I know. You're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny because, you know, everybody else is so outgoing and so talkative. Yes. And then, you know, Chris, you can't not, get a word know. in Zach. I, this is, you know, but, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You can't really, yeah. <laughs> you really can't. Yeah. Silent assassin. Silent uh, assassin. Well, Zach, you're a good man. You're yes. Good man. Keep up the good work. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate Definitely. it, guys. Thank you all. Well, what you've done, Zach, is you've turned me into a Saints fan. Um, oh, I don't good. know if I ever be that, you know, obviously I'm a diehard Redskin fan, but uh, Saints are my, one of my top teams outside of Buffalo, you know, Saints and Buffalo are definitely my other two teams. Chris. This is amazing, Zach. <laughs> he, he, Buffalo became his, his team two weeks ago. Oh, bandwagoner, huh? Totally. Well, I, you know, I, I grew up in New York and I you know, lived right by the stadium. So it's, you know, it's one of those, but anyway. Thanks for having us on, Zach. You're awesome. We really appreciate you taking the time to be on College Soccer Nation. I think our uh, our listeners are going to love your interview for sure. All right. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having right. me. It was fun. All right. Okay, Zach. Zach. Thanks. All right. Bye. Okay, Matt. What are we looking forward to this week? A couple of big, big things going on. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, well, it's Super Bowl. Sure. That's on Sunday. Uh, yeah. Excited about that. I think I'm going pulled pork. Um uh, uh, nachos or sandwiches. So I'm going to cook enough so we can have you can have uh, either or uh, for a Super Bowl. That'll be a nice and little treat. What do you got? You got some people coming over. Who's who's coming over? Yeah, you know, I haven't put out the guest list yet. We're still waiting. Uh-huh. Still working on it. Working uh-huh. on it. And my yeah. wife's still in New York, so we see when she gets back, and then we'll kind of figure it out. But right. anyway, the I'll be having nachos and probably a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What you got this week? Well, you know. It is the Super Bowl, but we actually play on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it yeah. Sunday? Yeah, we play on what? Sunday at 1. What? So oh, beautiful. We'll be home in time for the game, but I don't – we certainly won't be having a big party or anything like no. that. We'll be, you know, in our in our quarantine, right? So it'll be yeah. even I doing yeah. whatever. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll be lucky to have Biebs over, I think, probably. But yeah. Um, yeah. so uh, – oh, good. So I can watch your game on, right? It's going to yeah. be on? All yeah, right, good. ESPN Plus. All that critiquing you and Ryan did of me all fall, I finally get to return the favor. I'm very much looking forward <laughs> to that. You can bet it was you. all positive, man. It was all positive. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, North Texas, right? Yeah. 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 But good. big games. There's some big games this, this weekend. Have you t- taken a look to see who's out there playing this weekend? I haven't. I need to. I'll Here tell you, there's, a, there's a, a couple that popped out to me. I took a look yeah. today. Um, Pepperdine starts out – because the games start uh, on Wednesday. You know, right. the first yeah, third, yeah. So I think Pepperdine is playing the Friday, Sunday, um, USC, then UCLA. Wow. Um, or maybe the other way around, but but yeah. those two teams. Um, and Pepperdine's usually a good team. So yeah, absolutely. I, I think those are good games. Um, Utah and BYU was kind of a sleeper. Uh-huh. I think that's a, that's a good game, right? Yeah, um, Utah. I mean, BYU's kind of been really good lately. Yeah. Um, certainly for a while. So yeah. in Utah, it always feels up and down, up and down, up and down. So yeah. close, they were close yeah. last year, right? To be yeah, in they the were. Tournament. Yeah. yeah, they got in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, another one that I think is kind of interesting is Colorado against Denver. You know, Jeff Hooker's mm. done a great job there. At, oh yeah, at Denver, and um, yeah, that, that that's my uh, that's my upset special mm-hmm. right there. See uh, that? I could oh, see. Oh, he's Denver good. Jeff Jeff Hooker's one. very good. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good game. So those were That's those good. were the ones yeah. that popped out of me. You know, I saw, you know, in in our league, uh, you know, most everybody's playing in our league. You know, trying to get a game before we started the games the following week, and um, obviously there's no SEC, no no mm. uh, ACC, no Big Twelve, but everybody else getting started. So um, who's Memphis playing? Uh, UAB, I believe. At home? I'm not sure. I'm not I think sure I go to that if they have fans because uh, now we don't play them. Yeah. I could probably go and watch. Actually, I'll be able to yeah. go and watch when you play him. You play him here, Memphis. No, uh, no, we're, we're we're in Dallas. All right, at home. Yeah, yeah. Of course, sure. I know. Uh, I know Miami is is going to UCF. Oh wow! Um, and again, you know, there, there's uh, as I think maybe you didn't go through it as much because you were just playing conference games, right? In the, right. 
there's a, a lot of um, mixing and matching and trying to line up testing protocols. And I don't uh, think it's been that easy. No, I, I don't yeah. think it's been that easy across the country. I, I know that uh, of a number of situations where things just haven't been that smooth, you know, mm. and, and also in talking to, you know, some of our, our coaches who've already played in different sports, these non-conference games, there's, there's really a lot of uh, back and forth about, you know, who's testing this and how many times you're testing. And what about, well, this league tests the referees, this league doesn't test the referees. Mm. Right. But, you know, we're playing at the site where maybe the referees aren't tested and the team that, you know, usually has the referees tested or, you know, asking to have the referees tested. So wow. um, then, then you have some, I know there's been some situations that I've uh, been told about where, where teams don't want to share their testing results. You know, they, they don't want people to know, you oh, know, geez. who's out or um, yeah. how many are out or, or all of that kind of stuff. So I, I think there's still a lot of things that, you know, have to get work worked out, but Good thing is we're starting games, right? Yeah, games. What are we looking yeah, forward absolutely. to? We're looking forward to some games. Absolutely. Adas, adaptation, adaptation. What's that word that they're having to put uh, on the contracts? Audit, what is, what's the word? How's he I say it? <laughs> adaptation? Something. Anyway, I don't even know what you're talking ads. about, Matt. <laughs> some fancy word that they've added to all the contracts. Anyway, yeah. starts with A. All right, yeah. let's do it. It's Power Five time, ladies Okay, and here we let's go. Let's get to this. This is a little different. Then what we've done, we've put together a team. So I guess we'll go through the five, and then we'll discuss how it goes, yeah? Yeah, I just want to make sure that, that, that we're really clear here now that we're picking a team of players that have to play both offense and defense and yeah. special teams like you would on the, on the, on the Sandlot, <laughs> There's right? There's no special teams in Sandlot. You well, kick off. Kick off, yeah, yeah. Right, right? Yeah, you fair. kick off, right? Okay, so let's do this. These are the five players – that we both picked so they are not on either team because people will be like, why not this person? Why right. not this person? Right. So the first thing would be players, B to be like, you guys are stupid. How come you didn't pick right. this guy, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Deion Sanders is out. Yeah. Ronnie Lott is out. Yeah. Ray Lewis is out. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor is out. And Randy Moss is out. Yeah. Right? Those yeah. guys are their own team. That's a pretty good team. How they would do, <laughs> yeah. How they do against our team. All right. So your first player is who? Okay, so you want me to go by the player that I picked first or the player that I picked fifth? Fifth. Okay, my fifth pick is Ed Reed, safety from the mm. Baltimore Ravens. Yep, good player, good player. They're all going to be good players. Yeah, they're all going to be good, yeah. So my fifth player, Patrick Willis, linebacker, San Francisco, also Ole Miss alumni. I don't even know who he is. What is he in the Hall of Fame? Just about he will be soon. He hasn't been out, so he's not in the Hall of Fame. Not yet. He's not eligible. Okay, yet. So you already started your your list with guys that aren't in the Hall of Wait, Fame. Is okay. Ed Reed in the Hall of Fame? Yes, he is. Oh God, Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis win anything? Yeah, Super Bowl with San Francisco. Ever he heard did? of it? Yeah, he did. You sure? Yeah. I think so. Then how's he not eligible for this? How's he not eligible for the Super Bowl? The last the last San Francisco Super Bowl was. Not I don't know. Hall of Fame. I don't think he did. Okay, All right, let's so go. You're number yeah, four. Ed Reed and Patrick Wilson are the same. It's not that big a difference. Let's Except Ed Reed won two Super Bowls, I believe. Go ahead, next yep. player. Um, this guy by the name of Jim Brown. Oh, snooze alert snooze alert <laughs> how often did you see jim brown play that's not that wasn't that wasn't a factor still was chris a come qualifying on factor. i knew you were gonna say that i knew you were uh, gonna say that so i had him at one point i'm like no i never saw him you never saw him well you then you need, to, you need to put a qualifier so in there ridiculous. you have to have seen him play it's ridiculous all right my next player by the way Barry Derek's leader just voted for me by the Barry way sanders <laughs> barry sanders ever heard of yeah, him? yeah good i i thought about him i thought about him uh-huh. but um, I have Jim Brown, who was better, and someone else who was better. Uh, uh, uh. Jim Brown is not better than Barry so, Sanders. And the other All thing right. with Barry Sanders, like, he quit. Like, he quit. You know, like, he didn't yeah, want to play anymore. He was the greatest so ever. you would have picked he... him for your team, and you would have said, nah, I don't really feel like playing. No, not true. He was ready That's to play. No, my team is all about culture. My team's about culture. Package yeah. Will is a team player. All right, go ahead. Number three. Jerry Rice. One-way player. What's he going to do in defense? He's going to sit out and drink water. So it's going to be four on five in defense. No, he no. won't play You're any telling defense. me that that guy He's couldn't cover someone? He's a prima donna wide yeah, that receiver. That guy couldn't cover someone? He's not going to. That's he the thing. Got... He's, a wide, he's, he's a soft. Soft. 
No way. Number three for me. Yeah. Ready for this one? Speaking about covering somebody, how about Daryl Green? Oh, of course. Washington Redskins. The guy was fast. player. Fastest fast. player in the NFL. He fastest couldn't play. play. He couldn't tackle he anybody. Absolutely. He couldn't what? tackle anybody. Uh, no. He's the best cornerback ever. That guy. Come on. Fantastic. All right. Yeah, next that, your that, next that, one. I knew you were going to put him on there. I knew <laughs> it. I knew yeah. it. It's like I knew you'd have Lawrence Taylor. It's the only reason I picked him, so you couldn't have him. <laughs> All right, oh, so there were some shenanigans going on, weren't there? Not shenanigans. Strategery. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Number two, Walter yeah. Payton. All right, Barry Sanders, Walter Payton. It's a push. It's not At a push. Best. Walter Payton played a lot longer, had a lot more yards. Sure, he played longer, but he wasn't better than, than yes, Barry he Sanders. He was not better than Barry Sanders. Yes, he was. He wasn't. You okay. can wipe your hands all you want, Darren. He wasn't better than Barry Sanders. Go he ahead. Was a, Yo, who's I, your next one? Go ahead. Move my on. Barry Stop. Sanders went around. All right, my next one. Ready for this? Michael Vick. Wait, what? Michael Vick, quarterback, mobile sandlot, Chris. All over the, the guy place, that dropping dimes. Up all the dogs and what the yeah, dogs. Do, we're not talking ball. about his off off field. We're talking about on field. Michael yeah, but, Vick, big time so quarterback. Your drafting players' character doesn't matter to you, does it? Culture. I didn't say anything about character. I said culture. Culture. So that guy's great for okay. your culture. Yeah. You know why? Because he's gonna win. Who that one up? Win this game. Who that one up? You just hey, this game, baby. All, all of the animal activists just you just lost their vote. You just <laughs> lost their vote. <laughs> All right, who you got? Who's next? Okay, now the next one I have to explain a little bit, right? Because we're oh, out here. We we're both going to name a quarterback now, right? That I'm was sure. my quarterback, Michael Vick. Oh, you have you have Michael Vick. Okay, yeah, I, I haven't named my quarterback. So, and, okay. and I and I picked the quarterback. I think for the same reason you did. You need a guy that's like a playground kind of kind of guy. Yeah, right? absolutely. So like like Joe Montana would not be a great, not good, stint, not right? good. I agree. And then they yep. got to play a defense as well, right? Yeah. So I picked Brett Favre. See, I had him as my number two. He's my backup. He's not good. Enough. He's not as good as Michael Vick in the Sandlot. Not as good as Michael Vick in the Why Sandlot. Are you crazy? Michael you Vick can crazy. cover guys. He's fast. He's active. He's mobile. He's a better. I I like Brett Favre. I had him as my number two. I almost put him on there, but I took Michael Vick because well, he's more athletic. You should have. No, Michael. Oh, so my last one's gonna blow your mind. Okay, here we go. Let's let me hear my it. number one player. How about yeah. this guy? You ever heard of Bo Jackson? Yeah, that's a good pick. Pretty good, any Darren. Good yeah, pick. pretty good. That's a good pick. Uh, the best athlete pick. out there. Best athlete on the field. <laughs> yeah, Bo, Bo Jackson's good. Bo Jackson, yeah. you got one player. You got one. Whoa, he knocks out your Jim Brown, that's for sure. Go ahead. Who's yours? Last one. I did. I'm one done. Play. I'm done. Oh, that's all your five? Yeah, that's my five. Oh, okay. All right, so, so you're five ahead. or Name your five. Name your five. My five. From one, to, we'll go, well, it doesn't matter. Bo yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Barry Sanders. Yeah. Daryl Green, Michael Vick, Patrick Willis. You're in trouble. No, I'm not. I'm not either. Okay, go ahead with yours. Brett Favre, Walter Payton, Jerry Rice, Jim Brown, Ed Reed. You're soft. You're impressive. soft. Ed Reed's, Ed Reed's a safety. That's an impressive he, Patrick team. Willis will snap Ed Reed in Who's half. catching your ball, uh, Matt? Who's catching for you? No, you got no wide receivers. Oh. I know. Bo Jackson? Running back. Bo Jackson can't. Daryl Green, he can't catch Darryl, the ball. Daryl Green, okay. <laughs> Oh, we got we, there's a fly in the ointment, Matt. <laughs> Wait, who's blocking? Who's blocking Patrick Willis, Chris? No one blocks in Sandlot. Everybody goes. Yeah, they out. do. They go to the quarterback. Three Mississippis, and you go. Well, hold on. You yes, said Patrick Willis went to Ole Miss. Can he count to Brett three Mississippi? Favre is running down the fields. <laughs> he'll he'll snap Brett Favre in half. He'll catch him no problem. All right, voters, let us know what you think. It was fun. That was a fun one, Chris. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, I think I think, but I do think the team we didn't have would win. Yes, I, I agree. That's the best team. Dion, Ronnie, Ray Lewis, Lawrence. Uh, I don't know who's quarterback, but that's a pretty good team. All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, my cliche this week, defense wins championships. So if you score more points, you don't win. Is that is that how yeah, I'm reading yeah. that? So this is – but this that's one of your favorite ones, honestly. You use that one all the time. <laughs> I do like it. I do like it. And you, know, I, you know where I learned that one? Where? From you. That's the only time I ever heard it. And you used to say it all the time. <laughs> and I kept saying, that's stupid. That's uh, stupid. You know, goalkeeper coach and, uh, you know, worked with the backs, you yeah. know. And Chris, if you remember that one of those years we had, we like led the country in goals against and gave up like four goals the whole season. 
no big deal. Anyway, right. uh, we won some championships. You had, so, you know, you had three yeah. players drafted in the top 10. <laughs> yeah, and the goalkeeper who would have been the, probably the top goalkeeper yeah. if she wanted to play. So, no, it was a very good team. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it. Yeah. I think that's it. Another great All episode. Right. Yes. Thanks, Zach, for being on. Thanks, Brian, as usual. Thank our producer, DJ and Productions, and Darren Mott. It was a really fun show tonight. Uh, we'll be back better than another next Monday. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next Monday. If you have questions for Coach Petroselli or Coach Mott, you can reach them at cpetroselli at mail.smu.edu or mmott at olemiss.edu. College Soccer Nation is presented by DJM Productions and available on all your fine podcast outlets. Download it, give a review, tell a friend.